So tonight, we're going to be talking about how perspective can work in everyday life. How perspective works in everyday life. And like I said earlier tonight, there's going to be more of a discussion and interaction study between you and I. Um, so I'm looking for some good feedback from you guys, so don't go to sleep on me. Amen? Amen. All right. So y'all stay with me. Hey, by the way, if you're listening on the podcast, glad you guys are with us. Hope this blesses your life. And uh, I just want to give a big shout-out to all my friends up there in the mining camp. Hey, you guys, keep on keeping on out there. LifePoint's got your back, and we're real excited about what God's doing through your study up there. When I say perspective, what is the first thing that you think about? When I say perspective, usually I get this mental image of somebody's perspective. I see this old man in a cafe just kind of sitting back over his apple pie, and he's saying, I'll tell you the way I see it my way is yada, yada, yada. Or I'll tell you, back in my day we did it kind of like that. Well, he's talking... That person would be talking from his perspective on life, you know. Um, When you look at the word perspective, a quick definition would be a way of regarding something or your outlook or your frame of reference. How you view life, how you view situations, how you, what your outlook is on those things. If you talk to a person that works at a horse stable, if you talk to a stall hand, he's going to have a very specific opinion on horse manure. Because all he's going to do most of the day is shovel that stuff out of stalls. All day. That's his job. Clean up the horse mess. I'm going to go to the next stall. I'm going to clean up the horse mess. I'm going to clean up the horse mess. Well, his perspective on horse mess is going to be completely different from a gardener. Because to the guy who works in the stalls, it represents endless hours of shoveling stuff that doesn't smell really good. It's going to, that shovel represents sweat. It represents energy expended. But to a gardener, that manure is a completely different thing. That manure is, is life to their plants. It's life to the garden. That stuff has purpose. That's a tool. It's a means to an end. So they get excited about that stuff. My mom loves manure. I don't get it. I've never seen somebody get so excited about poop. I just haven't, but she loves it. She loves to, to work in it because she loves flowers. My mom's a master gardener, so she, she loves to mix it in with her plants. When we have gardens, she loves to mix it in with that completely different perspective on that to somebody that has to shovel it all day long so depending on your point of view and another person's point of view from your perspective the same thing could represent two completely different things make sense you can represent two completely different things so how we establish our perspective impacts how we view life and it impacts how we interact with people and it impacts how we're able to accomplish what God has called us to do because based on our perspective and based on our viewpoint and how we look at what's happening in our lives we can see it completely different from how God is viewing that situation in our lives 
So we want to make sure that we're careful as, as followers of Christ on how we develop our perspective. And I want to tell you, regardless of your past, regardless of what's happened to you, you can't control your perspective. You can't control how you view things, no matter what's happened to you up until now. And I'll explain to you kind of the process of developing a perspective, how it works, and then we're going to talk about how that can apply to our everyday life and how it can impact and how it works in everyday life. Because a lot of people perspective on life is kind of jacked up you probably know some people like that they're always negative or they never trust people or they're always waiting for something bad to happen to them or they've been hurt so bad that they think there's absolutely no hope for society or some people's perspective on life is just so messed up i mean they they're they're just they they cannot function productively in society because of how they view people, how they view how the world works, how they view the political system, how they view what's happening at their work. You know, their, their perspective impacts all of that. So having a broken perspective is fixable, but like my dad always told me, son, if you want to fix something, you need to understand how it works first. When you understand how it works, then you know where to step in and repair what needs to be repaired. Make sense? So, so what we want to talk about is a little bit of that. I want to equip you and teach you a little bit, and then we're going to do some talking. Um, the filters we establish in our lives create our perspective. They create our perspective. What are filters? Filters keep things out, and filters allow things to come in all at the same time. And whether we realize this or not, in our lives, we have filters in place that keep certain things out and allow certain things to come in and to affect us and to influence us and to help frame and shape our perspective on life. Um, These filters are very important. In fact, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, um, gives a pretty good warning. It says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Another way to say that is, above all else, make sure you've got good filters to protect what comes into your heart. Because everything in your life is going to flow out of that. The condition of your heart, how you view yourself, uh, all of that's going to be affected by what you allow to come in. So, your perspective is powerfully impacted by what you allow to filter into your life. Perception creates perspective. How you view things creates your perspective on life. Influences create perception. So if you were going to underline notes as you're taking them, I would put three lines under that word influences. Because what you allow to come in and influence your life creates your perception on life. Your perception on life and how things function will affect your perspective on life. Does that make sense? So what we allow to influence us creates the perception through which we will see life. Our perception of life creates the perspective from which we approach life. Influences are very powerful. Um, actually, in Romans 8, chapter 5, there's a great scripture that lets us see how, see how this will work. Romans 8, 5, it says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. 
But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So people who live according to the flesh have their minds what? Set. Their perception is set on those things. They're allowing those influencers into their life to control where their mind is focused, and that creates the perspective from which they operate from. So if you allow those influences of the flesh in, then you're going to be controlled by the what? By the flesh. Flip the coin, and the same thing is true. If you allow yourself to be influenced by spiritual things and godly things, those create a certain perspective or a perception in life that creates your perspective. And if you have your mind set on the things that the Spirit desires, then you're going to be controlled by the what? By the Spirit. There's a reason why it's worded like that. What we expose ourselves to, what we allow to influence us, I mean, profoundly impacts our perspective in life and how we are able to be productive or not productive in the kingdom of God. That's why I always tell people, that old school, people used to get real legalistic about, you can't watch this movie, you can't watch that movie. And, and you know what? There's a lot of wisdom in that too. We should be very careful about the movies that we expose ourselves to because they influence our perception and that helps form our perspective on life. And I'll I prove it to you, like, there's probably, <laughs> there's probably not a guy in here who hasn't somehow fantasized about being off somewhere with his woman and some guy comes up trying to cause trouble and you have to step up and you have to, like, defend your wife or your girlfriend from the attacker, you know, because movies influence us that way. We've seen, we've seen Stallone do it so many times, or we've seen, you know, all, all these guys jump up and, and you, Walker, Walker, Texas Ranger, wow, you went there. Walker, Texas Ranger, how that movie, how that show ever became popular, I don't know. It, somebody liked it. It just wasn't me. I mean, I don't want to speak bad about Chuck Norris because he'll show up here in Roundhouse, kick me into Jupiter. I don't want that. But, but little kids, they act out what they see in movies, though. You know, they're always wanting to be the superhero. I want to be Superman. I want to be Batman. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Spider-Man. Dude, I'm telling you, I was my Spider-Man. I had my Spider-Man underoos and everything, man. I was a Spider-Man. I run through the house, shoo, shoo, because I watched the Spider-Man TV show, and I had Spider-Man comic books, and I had a little Spider-Man action. It was an action doll. It was like a stuffed doll. It was like a stuffed toy, but we're not going to call it that. It was an action doll is what it was. So, man, I played with all of that stuff because it influenced me, and it impacted me, you know, and I thought I could be that. I thought I could do that. Adults, we like to play stuff off like it doesn't still do that to us. But what we allow to come in absolutely influences our lives. It impacts us. And when I'm driving down the road and I'm listening to praise and worship music, I'm like, yes, God, thank you, I love you. You know, and I, I, I keep my eyes open, though. I know I just close my eyes. I don't close my eyes when I'm driving. But, but it affects me in a certain way. But, dude, when I put on my playlist of thumping music, and the guitars start rocking and the bass starts going, somehow my foot just does this, and my speed picks up, you know, and the next thing I know I'm passing a cop and I'm checking my speed and I'm slowing down, you know, because it, it just gets on me and it influences me subconsciously, you know. It, um, so I'm not trying to tell you 
what to listen to or what not to listen to. What I'm saying is what we do or don't listen to influences our lives. And it influences us spiritually. So what we have to ask ourselves is, if I want to have a perspective in life that's biblical and accurate, what things are going to get me there? If I want to have a foundation and a perspective that's going to help protect my walk with God when everything around me is just jacked up and falling apart, and I need to fall back on that good foundation, what is going to prepare me now for what I'm going to walk through later? And your perspective on life and your perspective on how the Word of God applies to your life is going to be everything in that moment. Because if you're not approaching those, those times and those situations from a biblical point of view, then you're going to get eaten up because you're going to get emotional. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to start doubting God. You're going to start doubting the people of God because your perspective on how things work is going to be messed up because you're going to be influenced by things that are going to point you in the wrong direction when that time comes. Make sense? That's just how it works. So we've got to be careful what we allow to influence us. Filters keep our, our perspectives from getting jacked up, and that's what Romans 8 is talking about there. Keep your minds focused on what matters so that you can have the right perspective in life so that when you need that to fall back on, it's going to be there. You live a life that is controlled by the Spirit instead of being a spiritually confused person when the proverbial stuff hits the fan in life and you're, wondering, you're, you're trying to figure out which, which way is up. You know, you, you want to make sure that you're ready before you get there. Uh, a proper biblical perspective is essential to navigate life, to interact with others, and to impact the world for Christ. You've got to have that. You have to have a, a proper biblical perspective on things. It, it just sets you free to navigate through life because you understand the big picture and you understand why things are happening, how it falls in line, and you understand that what's happening today is only momentary. And 8 trillion years from now, when you're ruling and reigning with Christ, none of this stuff that's happening today is going to matter. It gives you perspective so you can understand that today has its place and it's going to be gone when tomorrow starts. And then you'll deal with that day as it comes. Um, it, it's important to help you learn how to interact with other people because when we understand biblical perspective and we have that perspective in our life, how we interact with other people is completely different. Now I know that when I get aggravated at Mark for, I don't know, hit me with a spitball while I'm preaching then I know I can take a deep breath and I can say, you know what? Love is patient. Love is kind. Blah, blah, blah. It helps me when I interact with other people. When I come across that person that rubs me the wrong way, I'll say me because I know nobody rubs you guys the wrong way at all, ever. I know you have no difficult personalities that you have to deal with at church or at work or anything like that. But when I interact with them, if I understand how things work and my perspective is coming from a biblical point of view, then I'm not going to choose somebody out. I'm going to show love to them. I'm not going to speak my mind when I may want to. I'm going to take control of my thoughts. I'm going to take that thought captive. I'm going to submit it to Christ. And I'm going to speak love and I'm going to speak life. And I'm going to speak the truth and love to that person. Because my perspective towards that situation is coming from a biblical point of view. Make sense? Um, how many of y'all like chili? Y'all like chili? 
I absolutely love chili. How many of y'all like hot chili? A real spicy hot chili. I don't like real spicy hot chili. I mean, I, I like a little bit of burn, but not, but not a lot. I know people that will just, I mean, they'll throw the sauce in on their chili and a habanero chili and all that. I mean, it's just like... You just think, I, I smelt that, and my stomach started hurting, you know. Um, but what, what are some real good ingredients to throw into chili? Like, when you, when you make chili, what do you like to put in chili? Ghost pepper. Ghost pepper? You are a sick individual. <laughs> oh, my gosh, ghost pepper. That's like the hottest pepper on the planet. Yeah. Enough powder to taste. I heard onions, tomatoes. Some kind of beef, yeah. How many of y'all like to do turkey and chili? Oh, I love turkey chili. And chicken? Chicken and chili? Hey, that could work. White chicken chili? Okay. What else would you put? I like to put some rotel in chili sometimes when I'm making it. Those peppers and um, it's really good stuff. What else? Cheese? Dude, cheese and chili. Now, my wife Kelly loves sour cream and chili. I just, I'm not a sour, how many of y'all like sour cream in your chili? Okay, see, Kelly's dancing back there. I'm not a sour cream person. That's just Fritos. Now, I love Fritos with my chili. Crackers, crackers are good. Fritos, oh my gosh, I love Frito pies. Frito, you got your chili, a little bit of cheese. Getting hungry. Do what? Frank's. Okay. Frank's is good. Rice? Yeah. Noodles? Yeah. Back in the day before Jesus, I put bourbon in mine. Bourbon in the chip. Okay. I can see that. What happened to her? She ate, she ate four bowls of chili. She can't drive home. She's, good. She's here for the night. We need to call Uber. <laughs> Get her home. <laughs> yeah, that'd be bad. Um, but you put the right ingredients in chili, it tastes awesome. It tastes great. But if you start cleaning out the refrigerator and just throw anything that's available yeah. into your chili, it, it's going to taste a little funky, isn't it? Somebody said, that's soup. That's, that's, that's getting into danger land right there. So, so if, you, if you made chili the way that you wanted it, and then we looked in the fridge and we saw some leftover lemon meringue pie and threw it in the chili. And then we saw some cantaloupe, threw it in the chili. Had some lemons and we threw it in there. Um, Meatloaf, you could probably put meatloaf in chili and get away with it. Eggs, throw those in the chili. It's starting to, starting to get a little jacked up, isn't it? Yeah. Um, with the right ingredients, it's good. With the wrong ingredients, it's bad. Perspective works that way. When your filters are in place and you've got the right stuff coming in, then you've got it the way it needs to be. You've got a great pot of chili going. But when you start letting extra stuff come through, it kind of starts messing up that pot of chili. Lemon meringue pie, my chili does not sound good. Lemon meringue pie after my chili, maybe. That could be an okay. Or apple pie with some ice cream on the side. You tell I haven't eaten in a little while. <laughs> it, but, it, but, it, but it makes a big difference. And life is the same way. 
when you let extra things in, it begins to affect that perspective in life. And so, when we get hurt, then that affects our perspective because now we don't want to trust people like we used to trust people. See, this all sounds good in a, in a discussion, and it, also, and it all looks good when it's in the pot the way that it's supposed to be. But when life starts to happen, we have a choice on whether or not we're going to let those influencers come in to affect our perspective or if we're going to filter them out and keep them out so they don't influence us, change our perception, and mess up our perspective on life. So, so you could have an awesome walk with God, serve in the church, be reaching people for the kingdom, have a great ministry, until somebody in spiritual authority over you abuses that authority and starts to try to control you. Well, and then you've got broken trust in that situation. Now you've got problems with anybody who stands in the pulpit and tries to preach because of that one person that did you wrong. Even though that one person doesn't represent every person in ministry leadership, that one person did you wrong, that one person's influence and what they did in your life can profoundly affect your perspective on people in ministry. See how that works? I don't even have to talk about the world of politics. Oh my gosh. We all, we all have pretty, we, we probably have very strong perspectives when it comes to that. Um, but, but those things affect you. You have an awesome relationship with God and, and your family's doing great and life is perfect until your spouse sits down and says, hey, I need to tell you about the girl that I've been seeing on the side. Well, that just messes up everything. Now you don't trust men anymore. Now every man is a sorry scumbag. Or flip the coin around. If your wife sits down and tells you that, I'm done. I'll never commit to a woman again. I'll use them. And then I'll move on. I'll never let anybody get close enough to me to hurt me ever again. Because that one incident was able to influence your heart and change your perspective and your worldview. Now you're never going to be able to accomplish what you could have accomplished for the kingdom of God because of how that one incident influenced your perspective. That's why we have to be careful in what we allow to come in. Make sure that pot of chili is cooking the way that it's supposed to be cooking. Now, I've got, I've got an iPhone. Mine's a little bit older now. I've got an iPhone 5. And I, um, I like to take pictures and, and post things on Facebook for the church and for myself. I'm just always taking pictures of the kids and pictures of things on the job. And then the other day I went to take a picture. And my phone wouldn't let me take a picture because it said that it was full. It was full of stuff. So I had to get rid of something on my phone in order to make room for the new picture that I wanted to put on my phone. We've got to be careful in life that we don't allow ourselves to get full of what life has done to us so that when God is ready to do something new in our lives, that there's not room for that to have place in our lives because we're so full of the junk from the past. Make sense? So we've got to make sure that we allow God to have access to those areas and to those past influences to correct our perspective on life so that he's able to do that new thing in our life when he's ready to. You won't be as effective, you won't be as productive as you could be 
if you don't allow God to have that access, and if you don't get rid of, if you don't filter out those old influences, you're always going to have a perception from those influences that will affect your, your percept, your, um, what am I thinking of? Your perspective. It's a lot of P's right there. A lot of your perspective on life. We've got to be careful on those things because it matters. It absolutely matters. So when your phone's full, no good. When your heart's full of old junk, nothing new can fit in there. When we understand the big picture, then we're able to process things easier. That's why keeping an eternal biblical perspective is so important. When we understand the big picture of where this is all heading and how this all works and how me being hurt now is going to play out in eternity and whether or not I can get over this and be who God wants me to be, I can apply the lesson and learn it and and move on in life or I can allow this thing to fester and affect my eternity. When we understand that big picture of how this all works, these little things become easier to deal with because we understand what it's going to cost us in the long run. Eternal and biblical perspectives are hugely important. David gives us a, a real good example of how this can work in, in real life situations. David and his men hit a situation where they were off in, in another area. And while they were off doing what they were doing, the Amalekites came in while they weren't there to protect their people. And they ran off with all the women, all the children, and, and all the livestock. They just came in and swooped in and took out everything. And so David and his guys show up and Life has just hit them in the face with a hard situation. And in 1 Samuel 30, um, verse 3 through 4, this is when David and his men reached Ziglag. They found it destroyed by fire and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. So David and his men wept aloud until they had no strength to weep. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you just cry until you can't cry anymore? You're hurting when you hit a point like that. Now look at these two different responses from these two groups of people. You'll skip over to verse 6. It says, David was greatly distressed because the men were talking of stoning him. Each one was bitter in his spirit because of his sons and daughters. Look at this line right here. But David found strength in the Lord his God. All of his men were letting life affect them. They got bitter because they allowed it to influence their perspective, and they immediately turned to take out that hostility on David. They're talking about killing him, and David said, I probably would do what he did too. He said, maybe I should pray. These guys are talking about killing me. It's time to get serious here. David went to God. He had the priest bring an ephod over, and he prayed, and he sought the face of God. God gave him instructions, and the people followed what David said to do, and they had a victory, and they got everything back because David kept the proper perspective. Have you ever been in a group of people that wanted to go this way, but you knew the biblical response was to not do that but go the other way? Your perspective in life was helping influence the decision that you made there. So, understanding how this works gives us the ability to control our perspective in life. When we know that our influences that we allow to come in through these filters create the perception of how we see things that will create the perspective in which we 
view and interact with the things in life, if we know how that works, then that gives us the ability to control those influencers and to choose how we view how the world works and to choose how we interact with the people and the things around us. Makes sense? If you know how it works, then you know how to fix it when it's broken. So maybe you're here tonight and you know that maybe there's some things that are out of place in your perspective and you don't see things the way that you could see them biblically because of something that happened to you in the past or maybe because of what somebody at work did to you today. Let's talk about this a little bit. Let's have a little bit of a discussion We've talked about the, the how it works and what we can do and how we can shape perspective. Let's talk for a few minutes on how perspective can, can help our relationships with other people. How can our perspective, how can a, a proper biblical perspective or a perspective that's messed up affect how we interact with other people? Anybody have a thought on that? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. The right side of truth. I actually had that happen to me um, uh, years and years and years ago. My sister was newly saved, and um, she was treating me and my kids to go to Disneyland. And my kids were just at the just over the age limit where it was going to be a difference of about twenty five dollars to get them in. And she said, "Well, just tell them they're such and such age. You know, it's only ten, but you know." Mm-hmm. She was like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you know, truth, husband, truth, money, you know. And eventually, you know, I think she bit the bullet and she said, yeah, we're just, we're just going to do it that way. And, and then years later, you know, she told me that was, that was a, a linchpin in, in her thing was that she was, uh, it, it's helping her walk now. She's very dedicated, very knowledgeable. She does a lot more things than now than I do. So now the tables turn, and some of the things that I'm, you know, doing like TV shows or something. <laughs> um, you know, she's saying, "Well, I don't, I don't like to put that in my head." Mm-hmm. Like, Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's like iron sharpens iron. That's absolutely true. I think one of the things that's this really helped me in interacting with other people, especially from the, the point of view of perspective, is to look at, like, if you want a biblical perspective on interacting with other people, um, is to, one, to, um, to consider others 
more than yourself. Um, to put, you know, the, the whole, the love verse um, as a filter in dealing with other people. Love is patient, it's kind, you know, doesn't envy. Uh, it goes through not proud, not self-seeking, how I interact with other people. One thing that helps me really with interacting with other people is to look at how Jesus interacted with me. Um, Jesus, when he came to the earth, there's a passage in Scripture that talks about how he is not just our Redeemer, not just our High Priest, but he's our kinsman Redeemer. And that he took on the likeness of a man and suffered just like we suffer and was tempted just like we were tempted. Didn't sin, but he still experienced that temptation. Part of his process of redeeming us as, as a people was taking time to understand what it was like to be us and to suffer and have to work, to know what it was like to be tired, to know what it was like to be betrayed, to know what it was like to, um, to be tempted in a lot of the ways that we are, really in every way that we are. He loved us enough to want to know where we were coming from. And that helps me when I interact with other people because it makes me stop before I want to open my mouth and insert my opinion into a situation. It makes me stop to consider where that other person is coming from. It doesn't mean that I, I shift my moral standard you know, or that I compromise biblically, but it means that I stop and I say, you know what? They're doing what they're doing right now because that's where they are. And I have to understand that, and I have to be sensitive to that because they're never going to get to where God wants them to be if I blast them for being where they are because we were all at a point where we were something one way or another, and we still are something in one way or another. We're you know, trying to grow closer to God. Um, that's why I try to be careful when people talk about things that, that affected them in their walk with God and how you know, I talked about how one hurt from somebody or someone in spiritual authority or a relationship can influence how you view everything in life. You know, and it's important to protect ourselves from that. But here's the deal. When it happens to you, that incident is important. Be and, and what we have to remember is this. It might seem trivial to us, but to that person that it happened to, it was a big enough deal to affect them from that point up until now. So it mattered to them. So it helps me to understand where people are coming from, and it helps me to understand how, how I approach people and, and interact with people, take into consideration that affected them that way for a reason, and it's because it hurt. And sometimes hurt takes time to heal. You know, and so you have to give people room to heal. I want to balance what I said with that, too. Sometimes it takes time to process through things that happen. The ultimate goal is healing, but, you know, it, the, but a biblical perspective helps me in interacting with other people and with relationships. And knowing, man, there's a reason why that mattered. There's a reason why that person that's out there doesn't come to church. And whatever that reason is, is a big enough reason to them to keep them from being there. It's not my job to judge them for that. It's my job to help them walk through whatever that is. So God can impact their lives, you know. So it, it really helped me. Any more thoughts on that before we go to the next discussion and wrap this, the next question, I mean, and wrap this up? Mark? Uh, one of the take on this is I'm sitting thinking that when you uh, 
say when I encounter someone else who's like me that processes the world and the in the information in a similar way I do that's a little different than other people, uh, someone who enjoys books, someone who reacts to things the way I do and feels the way things the way I do, and I know they're my type of personality, I can relate to them, I can empathize with them, mm-hmm. and my perspective can help me to reach them to um, and learn from them, and then learn from me, and that expect can affect your relationship with people uh, as you recognize how we're different and how you can see their perspective and try to learn somebody else's perspective that you don't see. So that that different kind of sense of your perspective influences your relationship with others that way. Absolutely. We have one in the back. Yes, ma'am. souls are lost so using the honey perspective to try to help win them over at least maybe lighten their burden a little bit or the seed is planted and God grows the seed mm-hmm. that's true it's a really good word our perspective in dealing with people it matters um, let me ask one more question and then we'll be at time to wrap up tonight. But I want to hear a couple of comments on this. So as far as perspective goes, how can perspective help how we respond to life events? When we lose the job, when we wreck the car, when we get the bad report from the doctor. You know, when when we find out that, oh, yeah, I forgot that I bought that on Amazon. Now we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be $40 short on my budget this week. You know, um, how can our perspective on life, help how we respond to life events. Mark? The first thing that pops in mind is what you said earlier about keeping the eternal perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really matter when billion goes from out. Uh, so just know that God has it. Even if we get in a bad place, I mean, God forbid, even get in a position where you die, if you know God, you can be with Him forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be in a, a bad situation, you don't want to be in a dangerous situation. But no matter what life throws at you, you got to remember that at the end of the day, stay true to God, you're going to spend eternity with him. And that almost sounds like uh, there's just, if you're not careful, you take what he just said and you say, yeah, that's a great church answer. But man, that that is a really good answer. Because, I mean, that is a really good filter to run things through. Um, what are some other things? Yes, ma'am. As a man thinks within himself, so he is. Mm-hmm. So I am. And as it turned out, 
How about that? So, Praise God for that. So that was, you know, that, that's, to me that's a perspective. Can absolutely, absolutely impact that. We've got time probably for one more before we need to wrap up tonight. Any other comments on that? How our perspective can help us out when life hits us a little bit. Let me ask you a question. This is not a trick question, but I'm going to ask this question to make a point. Okay? Think back. So I think we're mostly in here. We're old enough in here to say, think back 10 years ago in life on the things that may have been frustrating you and may have been consuming your thought process, things that probably had you worrying 10 years ago. Um, how many of those things that you were dealing with 10 years ago and were such a big deal to you 10 years ago or 15 years ago are still a big deal to you today. Probably very few of us would say, now maybe some of us would say we're still dealing with this. Probably very few of us would say those things are still big issues today. Because what seems so important today through the passing of time kind of loses its value. You know, it kind of loses its impact kind of loses its sting, as it were. Um, can you imagine how much less the things that are bothering us right now are going to matter to us a hundred million years from now when we're ruling and reigning with Christ? Much less ten years from now when we're dealing with something else, you know? And that's, that's the ultimate filter, I think, in creating our perspective in life. Keep that eternal perspective and that biblical perspective and understanding where this is going to end up and how I interact with people along the way. A lot of the things that stress us out, they stop stressing us out when we get that perspective. I don't mean that they don't, we still don't have to deal with issues and problems, but how we deal with them and how we process them, completely different when we have it in a proper perspective in life. Now, we think... We, well, we, a lot of us probably wouldn't mind making an extra $10,000 a year on top of what we're making right now. Man, I'd love to have that. But, I mean, probably, if, if we're honest, I wonder how many of us are disciplined enough financially to make that extra $10,000 work the way it was supposed to work, or would we be saying, man, I wish I just had a couple more thousand dollars a year because that $10,000 just got me enough to, up, enough to, to be broke consistently instead of, Broke eternally, you know, that's just. Did you know that if you make about $35,000 a year and the global economy, you are in the top 1% of income earners in the world. Now we think, I mean, maybe thirty-five grand or so would be. I mean, an awesome income, you know, for you, depending on what your expense situation is and what your overhead is in life. Um, thirty-five grand doesn't sound like a ton of money in an American economy, but globally, you're earning in the top one percent. So perspective, when you see it from a big picture, can actually create a a, a, a lot of gratitude. And change how you view things. Um, we'll be so frustrated about what we don't have. We should be thankful for what we do have. You now, perspective can definitely impact that. 
So, good study tonight? Good stuff? Well, let's stand and let's pray and let's get out of here. Father, thank you again for the power and the truth of your word. Lord, I pray that you, you just embed this into our hearts and into our minds tonight because this could powerfully impact not just our day-to-day life and how we interact with people, but, Father, this could powerfully influence what we're able to do for you while we're here because it sets us free from being so consumed with what happens to us that we're able to step outside of that through a proper biblical perspective and see how it fits in the big picture and to look beyond that to how we can impact other people with our lives regardless of what's happening. Because in the big scheme of things, it's tough to admit sometimes, but it's not about us. This is all about you and what we can do for you while we're here. God, I pray that you give us a perspective that's biblical in life. Lord, that you give us a perspective in our lives that's eternal and that we're able to filter everything through those, through those, those avenues so that we can protect what influences us and we can ensure that how we interact in this world is from the right perspective. God, I give you praise for the truth of your word, for these awesome people that are here tonight. God, I pray that you bless the rest of our week. Let us make a powerful impact from you. Lord, I pray that you help us to apply this to our lives so we can see this not just influence our life and change our perspective, but Lord, I I, I pray that we apply this so that we can begin to help change the perspective of others once they see what you can do in somebody's life. We give you praise and we give you glory for an awesome word. And I praise you in advance for an awesome week for all of us here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.